What are the biggest things to watch for during the Utah football spring game this Saturday? We're talking about that and more on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Lockdown Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. My name is JG Wisto, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. If this is your guys' first time watching our show, make sure you guys like, subscribe, love interacting with you guys in the comments or on social media. You can follow the show at Lockdown Utes or myself at JT Wistersill. On today's show, we're less than two days away from the Utah spring game, so we got to talk about what the biggest things to watch for. And in order to help us do that, it's friend of the show and KSL.com's Josh Furlong. And Josh, I think the biggest thing to watch for is how the quarterbacks perform, because for those of you going to the game, you could be watching Utah's week one starter in this spring game because Cam Rising's availability is still very much up in the air. So is it going to be Bryson Barnes? Is it going to be Brandon Rose? We're not sure if we've seen we're going to see Nate Johnson. Kyle Whittingham has talked to us openly so far about him battling injuries. So it's going to come down to one of those two guys being the starter. Kyle has already talked about a little bit that right now it's Brandon Rose is a little ahead and Bryson is the one who's nipping at his heels. Bryson obviously with so much experience, though, very much in that race so it's going to be really interesting to see how they perform this saturday yeah this is you know this is the question that everybody had coming into spring camp right is they wanted to figure out who was going to be qb2 and unfortunately with nate johnson getting injured Mm -hmm. that kind of limits it a little bit so i don't know that we'll we'll fully get a better picture at the end of spring um even even then uh, you know when nate was when, when nate was there like you mentioned kyle whittingham did say that that brandon rose had been pulling ahead and was kind of starting to see some separation and there's times when you're up on on campus when you're watching them in the practice sessions that we get to see and brandon definitely looks like uh the more prepared quarterback mm-hmm. um, but even then he's still making some reads that, that aren't great right so i mean i think this is one of those things that a- as much as everybody wants to crown a quarterback at the end of this spring mm-hmm. camp and, and maybe be able to have some some optimism i don't know that there's going to be any there right not in the sense of yeah. optimism but just i i don't know that utah's really got the guy yet that uh, they're going to feel comfortable with if Cam, you know, either can't play in that first game or an extended period of time, or if he goes down. So uh, this this will be interesting. I'm curious to see how it goes. I mean, Brandon obviously is the guy that's leading the charge, and I think they want Brandon or Nate to be that guy. Bryson is, you know, you know they're they're not they haven't extended a scholarship, so that clearly yeah. kind of indicates a little bit of of the direction that they're heading and and the fact that they wanted to give only the reps to Nate and Brandon mm-hmm. kind of uh, indicates like look we're not investing a lot in the future of, uh, of you for Bryson. So that, that's a, that's a tough situation. Uh, but at, at the same time, you know, it's, it's going to take some growing pains. You know, you can't expect to just have two freshmen, redshirt freshmen quarterbacks come in and, and you're going to hit. Right. So, it, you know, I think this will be fun. I think you got to go into this, this spring game, you know, with those expectations a little tempered and, and, and understand where you're at and, and, and recognize also you're going up against a defense. That's one of the best in the country. So, uh, it, it, it's definitely something that we, we need to see though. 
It's amazing. You just mentioned the, the defense, like almost all of my questions of the things to watch for are offensive related because of how good the defense has looked so far. Like, sure. I'd love to see a little bit more just from Logan Fano in terms of like, we've only gotten to see 20 minutes, but the 20 minutes we get to see at the end of some of these practices, he, he looks great. So I'm just excited to see more of him, but a lot more questions about the offense, but going back to the quarterback thing, because you do talk about last year, there, there's a reason Jaquindon Jackson didn't switch to running back until a couple weeks into the season. Cause this competition bled over into fall camp. And Josh, just in all the years you've been covering Kyle Whittingham and this team, has he ever even really, I, I was even surprised that he would even like give us like, yeah, there is some separation with Brandon right now. Like that just didn't seem like a normal stuff from him in the past. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing that's going to give me a little bit more pause in the sense that not pause, but maybe more optimism for Brandon in the sense that, you know, they, they are, are willing to put his name out there as the guy that is, is somebody that they're, they're forecasting. Um, because like you mentioned, you know, covering this team for a long time, Kyle is, is, is pretty, you know, he keeps it behind in the vest and, and, and everything. So spring, he's a little bit more open and, you know, he'll open it up a little bit and kind of talk to you about things. Um, but even then, like, you know, he, he still keeps a lot of that stuff close to him. And so the fact that he is mentioning Brandon, you know, that is a good sign. However, you know, Brandon's got to make that progress. He's got to be able to move forward. The, the one thing that I will say with Brandon is he was on the scout team last year. And so that helps him in the sense that he understands the plays, at least in terms of the schematics and, and, and not necessarily getting um, stuck in understanding the playbook, right? That's a little bit something that, that Nate Johnson's going to be a little bit stuck with because he wasn't getting any reps. He, he may be able to understand the playbook, but actually putting those reps on you know, from paper to actually on the field is a different thing. So that, that gives Brandon definitely a, a, a leg up. But this is one of those things that, look, if a quarterback comes available in the offseason for the transfer portal or something like that, I wouldn't at all be surprised if they at least explore the opportunity. They're not going to just get somebody to get somebody. But I think, you know, if, if the right person comes along, maybe somebody with a little bit more veteran uh, leadership or experience just to just to even you know be that backup guy, I think that might be the best route to go. Um, I, I don't know if that will happen, right? It's hard to predict that, especially because mm -hmm. we don't know who's necessarily going to be in there or, you know, if Utah's even a desired destination for that. But I think this is one of those things that, uh, you know, we may have answers in terms of what it looked like on Saturday, um, but it may not be anywhere near what we see, you know, in the fall when, when Kyle Whittingham kicks off fall camp. So, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's the same kind of thing as, as Charlie Brewer a few years yeah. ago where he went perfect at the spring game. And anybody watched that game knew that he got sacked at least five times, even though they don't count that because they don't aren't live. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that you kind of have to just take it with a grain of salt, see how they're progressing, see how they're, you know, looking through their progressions or seeing different things that way and, and kind of go from there. You make such a good point about the sacks and kind of how everything plays into that. And even just in general, just the way we overreact to spring games. I mean, Archie Manning is getting absolutely fried right now, basically for, uh, for his performance at the Texas spring game. So it just, it is amazing how it all works and everything and how you see different guys go out there and perform, how we judge them. And you just, yeah, the quarterback thing is a great point too about them potentially looking at the portal because Kyle Whittingham sounds like he's, he's like, doesn't feel bad about the development, but it's definitely not like, Oh, if Cam's not ready to go week one, we feel outstanding about the position we're in right now. So especially with how many players are entering the portal and everything too, it definitely feels like it's something that uh, Utah is going to be looking at and uh, kicking the tires. Josh, another thing I'm curious to get your opinion on is um one of the biggest surprises for spring ball for me has been not only Brandon, but how, like just how good Justin Medlock has looked. I think he's just looked sensational out there flying around the field, making plays. Are there any guys for you that have been really big, pleasant surprises so far from the limited practice you've been able to watch? Uh, Justin was actually one of those that I would have pointed out if you were, you know, going to ask me about the defense. He's he's one of those guys, like you mentioned, in those 20 minutes that we get to watch each each day that we're up there. 
Uh, he's just a guy that seems like he understands the assignments a little bit better, and he's he's making uh, that effort to be able to to help the team on the defensive side of the ball. He's he's picked off Brandon Rose a couple times. He's picked mm-hmm. off Nate a couple times. I mean, he's, these are these are good plays. These aren't plays that are just like oh the ball came right to him. I yeah. mean he's you know he's in coverage, but he's also reading the play and he's doing different things. Uh, I talked to him. I think it was last week or the week before. And uh, he, you know, he said he's feeling a lot more comfortable. He understands the system. He's starting to get into it a little bit more. And, and I think that's what you're going to see with a lot of freshmen, right? You're going to see a lot of those guys. It, it takes time to be able to understand the playbook. But, you know, Morgan Scally's defense is not necessarily an easy defense. You've got to understand a lot of things. and It's going to take some time. But he's, he's really picking that up. Um, you know, Logan Fano, you, you know, you mentioned him earlier. I think he's one of those guys that I still think he needs to understand the playbook, but he's also at a position where it's just like, just go, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go get the quarterback, do whatever you need to, to get there. Now, obviously there's more finesse and there's more technique and everything that goes into that as part of the plays. But he's one of those guys that, that, that I'm really interested in seeing and, and, and being able to, to, to really make some, some hay in there. And lastly, you know, I'll point out miles battle, you know, he comes yes. in as a veteran. He's, he's a, uh, you know, a senior. He, he's a guy that has experience at Ole Miss. Um, he wanted to be at Utah. This is a, a place that this wasn't just like his last destination. This was a place that, you know, he chose. He, he was excited about it. He saw Clark Phillips and saw what he was able to do, and he figured he could do it at an even bigger body and, and, and ability. So this will be interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious to see if he can pick it up and, and kind of what he's able to do. But he, he fits a lot of what Utah needs in that cornerback room and just the length and the ability to be able to, to defend a lot of the, you know, the skills players, especially like a USC-type team that's going to help. Yeah, I look back to last year when Mahmoud Diabate came in for Devin Lloyd. Like, Mahmoud Diabate was not Devin Lloyd. Miles Battle is not Clark Phillips. But I think he's going to still be a very valuable addition to this defense, especially got guys like Devon Vele, JT Broughton with experience, and that's not even mentioning some of the younger players who will be added to the roster this summer with Smith Snowden and CJ Blocker coming in too. That It's going to be really interesting to see how that corner room comes together. But it is encouraging that the transfers, when you talk about Battle and Fano, what we've seen from them so far, and going to be really interesting to see not just what they look like in the spring game, but obviously what role they play on this team come fall camp. We're going to continue to talk about some of the biggest questions and things to watch for in the Utah spring game in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy, tasty, and amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think they're good for you, but you got to try them. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably great flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they are healthy, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. For years, we've been talking about heading over to Built.com, but now you guys can head to your local Smith's or Sam's Club store to get your box of Built bars today. So make sure you guys get over to Smith's Sam's Club or just go to Built.com to get in on some delicious and healthy treats in Built bars. Josh, coming back into this one. For some of the biggest things to watch for, too, I know one thing that I'm really curious to watch is just how the offensive line looks and how they deal with this defensive line because 
And you got guys like Junior Tafuna out there, who's another guy who's just look. Junior Tafuna, Devon Vale have kind of been like two of the veterans who's just like a reminder, like, oh yeah, this is why they've been so good and make so many plays when you see them out there in the spring limited portion because they've just wrecked. Um, whether it's Vale wrecking the secondary or Tafuna wrecking the interior of the offensive line, those guys are just dudes who make plays. So this is a decent defensive line, and we heard it sounds like from the scrimmage that happened two weeks ago, they kind of won that scrimmage in the battle against the offensive line. This is an offensive line that's doing some reshuffling. Braden Daniels is gone. Paul Miley is gone. You got some guys playing out of position. Falcon Kalmatule was a guy a lot of us thought we would see last year. Ended up being Satawa, and then you bring Mokafisi in at guard, so Falcon's going to be out there. We heard he had an up-and-down scrimmage. How's Michael Mokafisi looking in year two? Keaton Bills, we know he's solid, but who's going to be the center? Is it going to be Jaron Kump, Johnny Maia, how's that all going to work in? Offensive line is so crucial to a team's success, and it's amazing. I feel really good about the skill position players that Utah has, and especially once Cam gets back and healthy, you feel good about that. But the offensive line is the one thing, and especially the chemistry is so important up front. I'm really interested in how well they're going to play together. Yeah, I think the offensive line is one of those position groups that a lot of people forget, right? I think it's one that's it's not the sexy position. It's not the no. skills players. It's not the quarterback, <laughs> you know, but it's it's the most vital piece of, of a team. Yes. And you're starting to see Utah really own up to that, right? They're starting to recruit more heavily there. Obviously, they're, they're leading recruit of the, the 2023 class and Spencer Fano was the top guy. I mean, he's, you know, he was this close to a five star. I mean, like yeah. there, there's there's a lot of talent there. Um, and they're bringing in a lot of depth. And this is one of those areas where I think it's it's going to be a big battle for that, right? Like you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of those guys. Satoa Lamea, you know, he's likely going to move over to left tackle. You know, he's he's probably going to be able to get there. He's got that ex- experience. Keaton Bills, like you mentioned, left guard and all that. Michael Mokafisi. But it is going to be a question on on who is that center. You're, you're trying to get the question of who's going to be in there. Maybe Spencer Fano does get in there. But I think this is one of those areas that, we, you know, Spring is going to be a good look at at least a lot of these guys and how they manage it. I don't think it's going to give us a great idea of how they're going to go in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of different shuffling that, that Jim Harding is going to do sure. and trying to be able to figure it out. So, you know, look, it, once again, take it with a grain of salt. And, you know, anything with the spring game, like we've mentioned, take it with a grain of salt. At least, you know, be excited about it. It's football in spring. You know, hopefully it's warm weather. Mm-hmm. Um but I, but I think this is one of those areas where Utah, at the very least, they're as deep as they've probably ever been in the trenches. And so I think this gives them an opportunity to be able to really understand where they need to go. As long as they can find five consistent guys that, for the most part, can work together, I think that's going to be the, the thing that matters. So, you know, whether it's, you know, Johnny Maia or Jaron Kump snapping it at center, I don't necessarily think that matters right now. I think that'll mm-hmm. come. But I think it's just a matter of being able to find, like Kyle Whittingham says, the five best guys and put them in spots that will make them succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things where we look at last year. I mean, I still remember going into the first game, how surprised we were at the last minute shifts along the offensive line. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, it was supposed to, we thought it was going to be Satawa and then Jaron Kump at right tackle, right? That's That was my understanding. They had their their five set. So who knew? And then they just swapped it at the end. Like you said, there's always changes that come in fall camp whenever you get close to season because it is still a lot of time till the season gets underway. It's exciting because we have football back, but we still got summer workouts, all these kind of things, new additions that are coming to the team, like a guy like Leovani Damuni. I'm curious how he factors into the linebacker rotation and 
I, I said this on a show earlier this week, Josh, I just feel like with Demuni coming in, like Medlock is a guy who still has to play. So I feel like last year it was really only three linebackers and Demuni's really good. So he's going to play as well. I feel like we're going to see four linebackers more for this, uh, this Utah defense this year. And uh, we could see a lot of rotating amongst the corners too. Cause like we said too, there's a lot of depth around there as well. And I, the one position, cause you mentioned the portal that is really interesting to see is what are they going to do about the safeties? Clayton Isabel is gone. Um, already committed to what coastal Carolina was it or yep. Yeah, Coastal Carolina. So they do, might need to add a little bit in the safeties. Uh, we're not expecting to see Nate Ritchie still. You know, Kyle Whittingham talked about still just kind of ramping up and getting him up to speed still. So where do you feel like Utah will be really active once the transfer portal period kind of opens again? Well, it is open now, but when they start looking again, where do you think this team will go? Yeah, I think, you know, that cornerback slash safety areas is definitely going to be of, of high um, high interest. Um, but I think it's the tight end room, honestly. I think yeah. that's going to be a room where they're going to try to find somebody that can complement the tight ends that they have. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive based on how many they've stocked up, but mm -hmm. the, the room has taken a hit a little bit, and and they do need some guys that can be some more pass catchers and also just be on the line. Yeah, they moved Miki Sukurotaga over there, but – um, they they want some more and they want to be able to have some guys that can kind of stretch the field and and kind of work it there. So I wouldn't be surprised if if that's an area. But honestly, that this is one of those areas too where in terms of the transfer portal, if uh, you know a talented guy comes along and it's it doesn't necessarily fit that model, maybe it's an offensive lineman. I I doubt mm -hmm. that. But, you know, they're going to find whatever is the best available player out there and see what they can do. Right. They still have to get their needs. They can't just say, OK, well, we want this one because that's not going to help. Um, but to me, you know, the cornerback room slash safety, you know, whatever you want to distinguish that defensive back, we'll call it. Um, yeah. That's going to be a top of mind. Tight end is going to be a top of mind. You know, if they can get another wide receiver in there that's got some, you know, veteran leadership or something like that, uh, you know, that wouldn't surprise me. So that's kind of where I see this this heading uh, moving forward. But, you know, it, it's anybody's guess. I think it, it's going to be an active session, but they also don't have necessarily a lot of scholarships to give in either. Yeah, but they definitely need more of those veteran guys to your point. Like with Mickey, I mean, this will be his first year if he does stay at tight end. And Logan Kendall was really good for this Utah football team last year. He was everything they wanted coming over from Idaho. So you want to make sure you have that. Brant Keithy is coming back from an injury, and you do want some injury insurance in case him or Thomas Yasmin go down. So definitely makes sense that the team is going to be looking in that area as well. And uh, just talk about the spring game in general, Josh. How do you think Kyle Whittingham kind of views the, the spring game? And does he find more value in the game, or is he – more so take stuff from the scrimmages and all the practices he gets in the game is more of a show a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think this still has some value, right? I think this is an opportunity, you know, when the quote unquote bright lights come on, even though it's yeah. new. Um, I think this gives an opportunity to see how guys perform. There's a lot of guys that they may be a little lackluster in, in, you know, in, practices and all those different sessions or even in scrimmages but then when you get fans there that are excited to see them and are cheering them on and they want to kind of show out sometimes things kind of turn on so sure. this is one of those things that that allows them to be able to see it in as much of a simulated games type that they can so there there is value here i, I definitely think that he takes it into consideration um, but is it the end all be all no not by any means i think this is just another key data point into kind of how they they view it but i think it's one that that absolutely helps in terms of how a player you know, visualizes, you know, mm -hmm. what they're supposed to do in terms of a game setting. So uh, I, I would look to that as, as maybe more of it, you know, who stands out there? Are they doing things that are, you know, that they can replicate and fall? Or is this kind of like an anomaly thing based on who they're going up against? So that's kind of how I view it and, mm -hmm. and, and taking away, you know, what I, I view from a spring game. 
You make such a great point talking about gamers because, look, obviously back in 2021, that was an open competition between Charlie Brewer and Cam Rising. They didn't just go like, well, Charlie Brewer did a bunch of stuff at Baylor. We're just going to give him the job. Charlie Brewer won that job. What happened when the game, everything, bright lights, all that came on? He didn't perform well. Cam was much better than him in the game setting. But obviously in practice, it was a different kind of story. I think last year in the uh, spring game, and Josh, you can correct me if uh, there were highlight catches before, but like Makai Copes catching the spring game, which is one of those like, whoa, it really stuck with you. And it led to a lot of us thinking he might play a little bit more of a role in the passing attack than he actually did. Although there were critical moments in the season. I think about that Oregon drive where Utah needed to have it. He's on the field for that. He's got mm-hmm. some time against USC. So it'll be interesting to see how he's going to do too. And uh, one thing that is exciting about the spring game too, Josh, is we do get to see these talents as a freshman uh you mentioned spencer fano it's amazing that um he was already second team offensive line basically from what we've seen so it's going to be exciting to see if he continues to go out there and uh, and earn that job in the spring battle and it'll be interesting to see when we get that first depth chart where he is at in that regard too but another guy we haven't talked about yet is uh mikey matthews he's a guy who's really earned rave reviews from kyle whittingham you can see he just looks fast and explosive out there and uh i know you've gotten a chance to talk with him too what are kind of your early impressions of mikey and do you think he's gonna make a couple grabs in the spring game and has the potential to be one of the guys that really his performance really sticks with utah fans in terms of how inspired and optimistic they are about the future yeah, for sure. This is one of those guys that when I go up to practice, he's kind of the one that I I always try to point out just because I think he's he's kind of demanded a, a respect on the field. He's a guy that has already uh, put himself in a position that allows him to be able to be successful. Now there's still a lot to learn. And, you know, as once again, as we've talked about with freshmen, that's that's tough to get in there. But he's the type of player that can absolutely stretch that field. He's got the speed. You know, he's he's got great ball skills. He's he's able to be able to, you know bring a lot of passes down. So even if your quarterback isn't one hundred percent accurate, you're at least getting a guy that can bring the ball down. So you know, I've been really impressed watching him. Uh, you know, we're getting rave reviews from Kyle Whittingham and the other players and coaches. So uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm curious to see how that goes when he he gets out there. I think that's one of those names that that everybody's looking forward to. So uh, to me, you know, I think. It, he has the potential to do a lot of, of, of work for Utah this year. If he really does get into that Britain Covey realm, like Kyle Whittingham has mentioned, I mean, that's a huge game changer for Utah this fall that, that, that provides a great asset that they didn't even have last year. There's a lot of tight ends and Devon Vele and money parks and Makai Cope, like you mentioned. Um, but for the most part, you had, you had, you didn't have that same playmaker that, that was a Britain Covey. So if you can find somebody that even remotely like that, even on, you know, punt or kickoff returns, that's going to be a huge game changer for Utah. So I think, you know, he's definitely going to be one guy that I'm going to be focusing on. They definitely lack that explosive element in the return game last year. And uh, speaking of the kicking game, Josh, from what we've seen, Cole Becker's done a pretty good job so far, but we know Kyle Whittingham has spoken to you before about kickers. Did, did he ask you to come on at all and, and kick it all in the spring game? No, he didn't ask me this time because I think he actually feels confident in his kickers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say the one thing, just being around, like you forget how big kickers are sometimes. Like I saw Cole Becker walk towards us and you forget how tall they could be sometimes, but uh, it does I seem like he'll be- he's, he's, he's a big guy. I wasn't expecting that by any means. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I think Utah fans are going to love if he's able to make some of those kicks. A lot of times you'll see spring games end with uh, some kind of big field goal situation. So it's going to be something fun and interesting to see how it plays out. And that's kind of the word that I think when I think of spring games, fun, entertaining. I love what like Arizona State did this past weekend where they had the busting with the boys. Guys, if you guys know that what that podcast is with Taylor Luan and uh, Will Compton be the coaches. Grok was down at Arizona. That's just one of the fun things about the spring games that it makes. And it'd be interesting to see if Utah in the future kind of tries to incorporate uh, some of their famous alumni more going forward. But Josh, spring game is this Saturday. Then we got a little bit of off season, but what kind of stuff do you have coming up with KSL.com? Yeah, I'm going to be focusing on a lot of these players that are, that, that have come in. You know, I've got some, 
some stuff that I need to finish up after I talk to some coaches and just kind of giving you an idea of who some of these new players are. So um, that's kind of what I, I, I like to look at in the summer as well as maybe just other some um, bigger picture things. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to tackle those. I don't get a lot of opportunities during the season mm-hmm. to be able to tackle the bigger picture stuff just with how busy it gets. So um, that's that's what I'll be focusing on. And uh, I look forward to a break, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a crazy run. Summer. <laughs> yeah, crazy run from August on and everything. So best of luck with everything you got going there. And make sure you guys head over to KSL.com. Check out all the stuff Josh is coming up. Give him a follow at J for KSL on Twitter. Also, make sure you guys come back for tomorrow's Locked On Utes. Porter Larson will be joining us to talk about the Utes that we think are going to stand out in the spring game. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Utes. We'll see you tomorrow.